Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha Acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in-store, now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Welcome into live post-game coverage of this uh, Hornets preseason game, 94-82, to 82, the final score, the Hornets losing in Boston. We've got our team here, Claire James and uh, David Walker. What's going on, guys? Not much. How are you? Good. Uh, <laughs> Dave looks great. Dave looks great. Dave looks, he's got his AirPods in. Uh, and he's got his AirPods in. Claire, you've you've got the new kitten, and the new kitten is is not pleased with this result either. I, I know a lot of fans out there wanted a a Hornets victory uh, in this preseason affair, but listen, we have to say just off the top, it is preseason. David, it's preseason. Yeah. Everyone has to has to just take that for what it is and and relax a little bit, right? For sure, although it was a bit hard to watch, especially towards the end. I mean, it was a bit frustrating, I think, because the Celtics, it was a little choppy on both ends, I'd say, but the Celtics had a little more success just spacing the floor out and getting more open shots. I mean, they really make it hard on you, even in the first preseason game, probably especially in the first preseason game, because they force everyone to guard. You know, they really do a good job of spacing the floor. And then, you know, they've got Kyrie Irving. They've got Gordon Hayward. They've got... Um, a lot of uh, Jalen Brown, a lot of young athletic guys out there that continue off of the success they've been building on, and they've upped the talent. So, I mean, that's it's a tough match, you know, fresh out of the gate. And the Hornets, you know, had some moments, but are still obviously clunky, especially on offense. Yeah, awkward start offensively. Batum missing on the post entry to Howard. Howard shorts a push shot across the lane, then Howard gets a roll attempt blocked, and then Kemba travels one of – what uh, I think I counted twenty nine travels in that game that were called. Uh, so you know there was a lot of sloppy play. And look, we were, you know we were warned about this that this game was going to be by by its nature sloppy because this was going to be the first opportunity out of camp for these guys uh, to get in there. And we saw this same thing last year. Uh, this is just a, a kind of a sloppy deal. So uh, yeah, I mean that's sort of what you come to expect. Uh, from these type of preseason games. Uh, Claire, what did you like from the team offensively in this game? Oh, man. Offensively, um, you know, I know that at the end, Malik Monk had kind of a off shooting night, but he started off kind of strong, and I like that. I think I liked that he let the game kind of come to him rather than trying to force a whole lot, which is something that the rookies kind of get into um, a bad habit with. Um, so, you know, I, I, I did like his – overall game I mean would I like to shoot better of course but um and then also I think that Kemba you know looks strong as always he just seems to kind of come back and pick up exactly where he left off from last year a lot of our a lot of our uh, listeners right now saying the Baines commentary uh from Tommy Heinsohn was the the highlight let's play it I took a look at Baines in the shower he looks like all of Australia (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is really put together. Yeah, there's so many things to break down from that. First of all, let's just before we before we dig into that, David. Let's let's just 
let's just no well we have to because I think a lot of people were upset or surprised by the fact that the Boston crew uh, was going to be on the call so this is an NBA TV thing this David you and I argue about whether or not NBA TV is technically national TV and one of my arguments in that it's not like a, a game on NBA TV is not on not a national TV game is because it's regional coverage. So if if Boston is at home, then you get the Boston crew. If Toronto if it's a Toronto home game, you're going to get the Toronto crew and people were really upset by this Boston crew being so pro Boston. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's that's they are the probably the uh, you know the the shining example though of the homerism and they're kind of funny in their own way. I mean, Heinz and uh, is well known for that. There, there's definitely worse uh, and more Homer uh, crews around the league. But yeah, you know, it, it is a national game because it was broadcast nationally and you could get it wherever you were. If you had NBA TV, that's why it's a national game. Um, but we'll save that argument. We'll pick that argument back another day, Doug. But well, so, and some and and some crews are are more, uh, you know, tend more to be, you know, yeah. sort of have that homerism than than other crews. Like I feel like the Charlotte crew definitely want, you know, well, is pro Hornets. Yeah, but some are paid more. I believe. I mean, it's, it's a different setup, right? In different places, like some are paid by the team and some are paid by whatever, you know, the the regional broad. Some some are paid by the team, some are not paid by the team, and then some like Tommy just watch Aaron Baines in the shower. I took a look at Baines in the shower. I don't like that. Nope. It's weird. <laughs> I threw a step there. Well, he took so. Right. <laughs> this is the creepiest right. comment I've ever heard on TV. It's weird. just weird. And listen, that's coming. That that's weird, and it's coming from a guy that called uh, sneakers foot candy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, is that the bar that we're at but, right now? Hey, uh, hey, but Doug, I think, the- <laughs> uh, uh, I think, I think Claire was dead on though. I mean, Kemba for me was the high point. Um, cause he looked, uh, you know, for even first game, he looked fairly, um, I don't know. Comfortable is the wrong word for this tonight, but I think, uh, he, were, he looked, well, he looked comfortable when he put know, Jason Tatum on skates, had Jason Tatum walking yeah. backwards doing the moonwalk. Uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely as locked in. Uh, as he was, at least in his individual game. Now, you know, they've got some things to work out offensively in, yep. in terms of rhythm and figuring things out with pick and roll with guys like Dwight Howard. But individually, his game is just as locked in as it was uh, last season. And and then another high point for me, Jeremy Lamb, 6 of 10 from the field, 17 points, look very comfortable offensively, very active offensively. And, and look, I didn't notice him on defense. And I think that's uh, that's something that's in a positive direction for him Defensively, he was he was not noticeable uh, out there in terms of making making mistakes. Uh, one guy who was noticeable on defense, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I felt like he was very aggressive out there, able to smother Gordon Hayward early. Did get almost too aggressive at times, getting beat on a few backdoor cuts by Gordon Hayward. But with Dwight Howard sagging back, it it, it looked like it allowed Michael Kidd Gilchrist and Marvin Williams to be much more aggressive with their assignments when they pulled back to the three-point line. And and just having Dwight Howard back there sagging down on defense uh, helped the Hornets at least try to limit threes early on, even though uh, the Celtics were able to pile them on late. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check in cursive. Then, 
Using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our Geico bill with the Geico app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the Geico app. Thank you. Yeah, that offense is going to turn out threes, so it's tough to stop them uh, regardless. But, yeah, I think having Howard in there probably helps. Uh, it's, again, it's just so hard to tell. I mean, MKG looked um, good at times. He looked um, – uh, I mean, on offense, it's just it's, – it's still going to be a struggle. You'd love to see him develop a nice little, um, you know, uh, pull-up, be able to drop something in there near the basket as opposed to going in and trying to power everything in. But – yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Doug. I mean, he and Marvin should be able to take advantage of having Dwight Howard back there. It's, I mean, look, it's preseason. I don't know about you guys. It was, it was, it deteriorated pretty quickly for me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, neither of the teams look good to me either. I mean, you yeah. know, Boston didn't pay, play particularly well. We didn't play particularly well. To be honest with you, I'm actually kind of glad that we had a good three point shooting team um, to go up against for our first preseason team. It's almost like a trial by fire kind of thing because that was somewhat of a weakness last year. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of glad that we were able to kick the tires on that one, so to speak. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, by the, by the, probably the, I, I'd say yeah, middle of the third quarter, it seemed like both teams were playing like they were down by 20, even though the margin was about four or five points, because again, right. you're, we're, we're talking about preseason and, and it's preseason for everyone out there. And they're, they're just trying to get into their groove, get into their rhythm. And they understand that ultimately it is not a, a regular season game. Uh, well, let's talk about Dwight Howard, new addition to the Charlotte Hornets. So I just talked about him defensively. Let's talk about him offensively. Claire, uh, what did you see positive and negative out of Dwight Howard offensively? Um, to be honest, I think that his rebounds were definitely a positive, and that's something that the Hornets have been lacking for the last, well, long time. Um, but, you know, I thought that that was really good, and I thought that it was an interesting – thing to watch and based off of those rebounds that we saw today I honestly think that Nick Batum should be getting like two or three threes per game based off of just kickouts from Dwight Howard rebounds um probably that number's a little high but you know what for right now that's what I'm kind of holding to um uh negatively I just think that his timing was off on both sides of the court um you know when you're playing with Kemba I think we're so used to watching Kemba and Cody play so well together and had their timing down just you know like Pat um and it's gonna it's gonna be a transition for for Kemba and Dwight to play together versus Kemba and Cody so um for right now I think that you know his his rebounds are a plus but he's got to get better on timing and I just think that and especially because it's the first preseason game you know, it's it's going to come, but, you know, to expect it to be perfect on the first preseason game is just unrealistic. Dwight Howard, 23 minutes of play, two of six from the field, uh, did get to the free throw line several times, three three of eight uh, from there, uh, 10 rebounds, as Claire mentioned, a positive for the Hornets, double-digit rebounds in 23 minutes, six defensive, four offensive, and certainly that's an aspect that the Hornets have not had, strong offensive rebounding uh, from the center position. Uh, one steal, one assist, three blocks. Again, going back to the defense that he was able to provide. But six turnovers, David. Uh, there were a couple of those offensive possessions where uh, he caught the ball in the post and tried to cross that lane. And you you can just see, uh, Clifford's mentioned it, it several times, that that athleticism, that explosion that you, that you were used to seeing from Dwight Howard in his in his heyday, in his days in Orlando, 
just isn't quite there anymore. And sometimes those those post plays just end up falling just a little bit short and either end up in a turnover or best case scenario, send Dwight Howard to the free throw line where he's been less than effective. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. I think he got maybe got a little frustrated going to the free throw line and not being able to connect. He also brought the ball down a few too many times, you know, let those little guys get in there and poke it away a couple times. And then, yeah, just was out of sync on offense, making some of his offensive moves. You know, some of the shots looked awkward. You mentioned the explosion not being there. I know Nada saw that as well. I mean, that's a, a bit concerning. Uh, and then Baines was kind of getting in his head a little bit. He was getting frustrated there towards, I think it was the end of the first half, um, which is kind of to be expected. But, uh, you know, hopefully that's just either some rust or, or you know, first game jitters with the new team. Uh, again, it's it's the first game of the preseason, so you think he's going to settle down a little bit. But six turnovers on offense, definitely something they need to shape up. Yeah, and again, I think you can attribute most of that to sloppiness and and you know preseason play. I think that gets cleaned up before the regular season. Um, but what I was, I guess, what um, impressed me was just the effects that he had on the defensive end of the floor. And I think you know some of these timing things are going to work themselves out with both. Kimball Walker and Nick Batum. Uh, I remember one uh, particular pin down screen, I believe in the second quarter that he gave for Nick, or no, the third quarter that he gave for Nick Batum. Nick Batum came off that pin down and knocked down uh, uh, an open mid-range shot. So there's just going to be little things like that that he's going to open up offensively that don't necessarily have anything to do with you know Dwight Howard touching the ball and making something happen. Uh, but if he can continue to do what he did on the defensive end of the floor, then I think ultimately it's going to be a net positive uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. It doesn't help, though, I think, just in this first game impression. You know, people are getting getting some of their opinions, uh, you know, set right now that Cody Zeller did play well, I thought, offensively. Three of six from the field, seven points in 19 minutes of play. And, David, I thought he just looked stronger. I, I thought he, you know, he, he said he's put on a few pounds in the offseason, was working to continue to get stronger, and, and he looked like he was able to force his will on some of those drives from the three-point line and uh, getting getting to the basket, not afraid to take contact, to, contact, something we haven't seen from him necessarily in the past. Yeah, and running the floor, I think, as well, was something that stood out to me. That's always been a strength of his game, but I, I think against some of these second units, he's going to be able to beat uh, some of those guys down the floor a good amount. And if they've got someone out there who can find him, I mean, that's where this other issue of not having a, a legit or, or a um, cemented backup point guard behind Kimball Walker to play with that second unit um, kind of stuck out to me because it looked like Cody had maybe a sliver of light on a couple of these um, fast breaks or, or, or would be fast breaks um, and didn't get the ball. But, you know, that'll come with timing as well. But I think he's going to be able to exploit some of those against some of these second units, right? That should be helpful. But yeah, he looked physically, I mean, ready to go. Um, timing and all that stuff will come, but he looked pretty healthy. Yo, everybody get up! Everybody get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Aaron Stewart, let's move on to Malik Monk. We've got a comment here on Twitter from Aaron saying uh, Monk looked like he was walking on eggshells out there to me, maybe referring to some 
rookie jitters for Malik Monk. Got to remember, Malik did not get any action in Summer League, of course, dealing with that ankle injury that kept him out of Summer League. He sustained that ankle injury in uh, draft workouts. So, you know, he had to come into this first game basically cold. Uh, You know, he's had some training camp action, only missed one day of camp, I believe, with ankle soreness. Uh, But this was his first NBA action. Claire, how do you think he fared? I mean, again, you know, to be honest, I thought he didn't really force a whole lot. Um, And so whether you attribute that to nervousness or whether you attribute it to, you know, hey, maybe he just. I thought he made smart. I thought he made smart plays with the basketball. I I didn't think he was. uh, I didn't think he was necessarily walking on eggshells. I just think he, you know, took uh, took that first shot. It was open and, and partly because he made it open with that beautiful uh, step back uh, jump shot. I don't know. Did they ultimately declare that a a three point shot? Let's see. Did they give him the make? I think they did. Uh, yeah, I think they, they eventually did. reviewed yeah. it and gave yeah, him so. gave him the three point shot. So hesitation dribble into that buttery smooth uh, step back jumper. I mean, David, that's a that's not a play that everyone can make. I'm not I'm not saying he's a star, but I'm saying that's a star play. Uh, he's comfortable shooting, and that's that's his, that's his go-to, right? I mean, that was that was obvious. I think there was a concern coming out when when his shot wasn't falling. He kind of faded away in some games as a collegiate player last year, and that'll be something to watch out for. But I thought he looked, you know, more or less comfortable, especially given he didn't have any uh, preseason or summer league play and, and hadn't seen him in a, in a uniform up till now. So the shot you have to think will come, but we didn't really see him uh, with the ball in his hands that much tonight did we I, I don't recall like seeing no. I don't think he was running the point at all no no and honestly for me going into this game I was more looking to see was he forcing any shots was he taking any shots that were ill-advised either you know with someone on him or with you know enough time left on the clock I really didn't see a whole lot there was really you know one shot in the fourth quarter that he took with someone you know pretty close to him he didn't have a whole lot of daylight there but he made it, and you know I'm pretty sure the shot clock was winding down. So that was one of those where I was like, all right, I'm okay with that. Um, but you know I didn't really see him force too many shots. I mean, he didn't make them all, but you know again he's coming off this ankle injury, and if you're a shooter and you aren't 100 sure in, in your lower body, then you know you're gonna probably not make as many as you would like to make. Yeah, two of eight from the field, one of four from beyond the arc. So a couple of those did not go down from Malik Monk, but I wouldn't expect that to hold uh, for the rest of this preseason either. And, you know, they haven't necessarily gotten all of their offense and defense set yet. Uh, so on the offensive side of the ball, I expect there to be a lot, a, a few more actions to get Malik Monk open and uh, uh, ready to knock down that shot in the future. Didn't really see him running a lot of off-ball action uh, did early on get him get him running under the basket uh, under a few screens, uh, but uh, he had to pass it away in, in that instance. So, but I expect a little bit more once they get their full uh, full array of offensive sets for Malik Monk. Uh, let's see what else do I want to talk about here? Oh, we can talk about MK. Look, I th- I just thought that the team had uh, at times had a little bit of a different edge to them than they than they had last season. Uh, I, I thought MKG got in there and dusted it up with Aaron Baines after that uh, kind of dirty screen. Aaron Baines picking up where Kelly Olynyk left off for the Boston Celtics, just a guy that's going to go in there and just kind of hip check people and grab you by the arm. And you know, the guy, this, uh, Boston always just has that one guy, and it looks like Aaron Baines is going to be that guy. I took a look at Baines in the shower. He looks like all of Australia. All of just all. You just of- had to add that clip, didn't you? 
There he is. What's up? Not not Edwards. Just in time. What's going on, Nada, my man? No, that's like the third time we've heard that. Yeah, already... <laughs> well, look, I'm sorry I have crappy Wi-Fi issues. I can't help. No, that no, right I was now. I was I was just filling you in on on the hat. Before hey, before hey, you Nada, real quick, the... Nada, technically, we were... I've been here for about 15 minutes. I was just waiting <laughs> for the right time. Hey, we were trying. Try, about... try again. We were talking about Dwight Howard getting frustrated. Do you think he should be able to – I mean, it's the first game. He's he's a veteran now. Like, should he be able to brush that off in a, in a preseason game? Or are you okay with him getting a little, um, you know, ticked off with Baines tonight? I, I Actually, I like that, quite frankly. I was hoping that he would do – like, Dwight Howard with an edge changes everything for this Hornets team. That means – the paint is closed. That means a lot of different things defensively. And I, I was listening to you earlier saying that guys like MKG and Marvin can gamble. That's the big thing about what he does in terms of closing the paint off is now you can gamble. We saw Kemba get a steal early first quarter that yeah. normally he doesn't. he's not able to gamble because he's got to stay on his man because I like Cody, but he's more of a keep the guy out of the paint type situation. He's not a guy that's going to meet you at the rim and send it back. That's the big thing with Dwight. If you come in against Dwight, you're probably getting a forearm to the face. We even saw it, I want to say, third quarter when Dwight just got frustrated. And I forgot he hacked somebody. It might have been Baines himself, actually. Well, and there were and, several there were several times, Nada, when uh, Rozier and uh, and Kyrie Irving entered the lane, and it, I think last season would have kept on going right to the rim and either gotten fouled absolutely. or or knocked down the. And instead, they either pulled up for a tougher runner or had to dribble out or pass out. And those are the kind of things. It's not necessarily oh, did did this guy miss a shot or make a shot? It's it's affecting the offense, causing them to run down more of the shot clock and reset, get into a second or third action. That's the kind of thing that Dwight Howard does for you defensively, and I think you got a preview of it tonight. Oh, yeah, you absolutely got a preview of it. The defense the defense with Dwight is something I loved. It's the fact that they were able to extend it so much further outside of the paint. What did you think about that offense, though? <laughs> Let, let's be let's be quite frank. Dwight Dwight Howard looked like Kevin Willis, like fifty year old Kevin Willis right now out there on defense. I'm absolutely worried about that. The fact that again you're getting underneath the rim, Dwight Howard, when Dwight Howard underneath the rim was never that good, is a very troubling sign. Very troubling sign going forward. Well, uh, again, I, I thought the you no, know, I, I you know we we talked about his offense earlier. I, I think uh, yeah, it's there were some concerning things with his post play, uh, but uh, you you know you just hope you can chalk it up to a little preseason rust and and things will kind of shake out. Uh, he wasn't uh, necessarily an ineffective offensive player last season for the Atlanta Hawks, so uh, you hope that you hope that shakes out by the regular season. But I want to go back to what I said. I felt like the team had a different edge to it tonight. Uh, had a physicality to them tonight. I thought Nick drove the lane a few times, picked up some contact, had that awesome chase down block on Gordon Hayward, and then Zeller and Kaminsky both. Kaminsky struggled as the game went on, but early on he had a few good post plays, and Zeller as well, not afraid to pick up contact. I thought that you know the team did a good job of just sort of going uh, going up against the the Celtics early and the bench, you know, going on that fifteen to nothing run to drag the team back. That's not something that we would have seen last year from this team. So there, you know, overall, uh, this game was very rusty, very sloppy, but uh, I, I felt like there were some positives, some things that you wouldn't necessarily have seen last season. 
Absolutely. I mean, to be quite frank, Lamb was possibly the biggest positive that we saw tonight. And I saw a different Lamb. I saw a more assertive Lamb for the first time in a long time. And I believe that, that if that Lamb shows up about 50, 65 games this year, the bench is completely different. And then it makes Malik's, Malik Monk's transition to the NBA a little bit smoother. If we don't get that lamb or if we get 50-50 lamb like we always do, it might it, it bench could be an issue in terms of scoring. In terms of defense, I think they're we're not gonna if the starters get a big lead, we're not gonna see this team blow as many leads in terms of defense from this year to last year. And Lamb yeah. chipped in with eight rebounds too. I mean, second behind Dwight Howard uh on the team. So I mean that was good to be 17 and eight. Yeah, I mean just to see him locked in, right, and to kind of play through the whole game. I mean, he still had one or two moments. Um, there were a little head scratching, but but certainly looked ready to play. I mean, that's again, that's what he's talked about all preseason was like getting himself ready, making through the whole season. It's just game one of the preseason, keep in mind. But still, I think you're right. It's good to see that, especially from that bench, you know, because, man, they're going to need somebody to kind of be somewhat of a steadying force with the ball, especially like – I mean, Julian Stone was running the backup too, a um, backup point guard uh, tonight, and but Lamb was handling the ball a bunch, bringing it up. So I mean, he's going to be involved in that too. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I thought especially in the first half, the bench offense was kind of the, I don't know, a bit of a rallying point for the team too. I mean, they were the ones who were kind of a little bit more consistent looking than the than the first half from the first team. Um, I think that. Frank and Kemba do still need to kind of get their timing down a little bit. Again, it's the first preseason game. That's to be excited. But one of the things I was pleasantly surprised about um, that I did not see coming at all, um, especially in the first half, was Julian Stone's defense. I thought that he did a pretty good job when he was on Kyrie. And um, if you can if you can keep that up, that definitely opens up the backup point guard situation where we're not going to rely so heavily on Kemba and Michael uh, Carter-Williams to – uh, back him up. I mean, if he can just bring in Julian Stone for his defense, then have Nick Batum or someone else and Malik Monk um, bring up the ball and run the offense, then I think that gives us a lot more op- options than I previously expected. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we, sh- we could transition there to talk about Julian Stone, who had an opportunity to play in this one because Michael Carter-Williams uh, still dealing with uh, that knee uh, procedure that he had uh, in the offseason, still recovering from that, will miss uh, the next preseason game as well. And uh, But they're they're uh, optimistic that they can start to get him back into contact uh, for uh, to get him basically ready for the regular season. Uh, so let's talk about Julian Stone. Uh, he finished with, oh, where are you, Julian? Uh, 16 minutes, 0-2 from the field. Uh, two fouls, two steals, two assists. I mean, he was a, he was playing physically, just really couldn't get anything going offensively. He was a and non-factor. He it was a non. It was kind of a non-factor to this, and it made me miss Michael Carter Williams, to be quite honest, because at at minimum, Michael Carter Williams can help facilitate this offense. That was the one thing about the bench that I did like in his in Carter Williams's absence. You had Malik Monk that was looking to facilitate and distribute. You had yeah. Lamb that was looking to facilitate and distribute julian stone was just there He's well like, yeah i mean it reminded me a little bit of briante weber and that he was he was playing with a lot of energy playing playing with physicality but unable to really get anything exciting going with the offense yeah i mean there's there's certain things like i thought julian stone had something when he was with the nuggets i thought he was decent then and then i 
everything I kept hearing about him in Italy was, okay, he's better. He's got a jump shot. And then he comes over here and that jump shot looks as horrible as it was in his first go around. And to be quite frank, I think Michael Carter, um, uh, MKG's jumper may be better. So this is. Wow. Yeah. That, Man, it's that bad. This is a first. This is a preseason. This is a first post game, and not a just just dropping bombs over everyone. Are, are you really surprised about this? Like, I, I am the Russian judge of Hornets preseason games. <laughs> I admit this. I, I I readily admit this. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, Malik. <laughs> I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about Malik Monk's uh, the the defensive performance by Malik Monk because I think you know with he played a little bit with Kemba Walker in the second quarter and there were some concerns about his size and uh, you know whether you could pair him alongside Kemba Walker because of that I thought he did struggle at times he got switched on to Abdel Nader a few times and uh, got taken to the rim somebody that's stronger longer than Monk in Nader and he was able to take advantage and then there was that one uh, possession where. Uh, Dwight Howard, uh, uh, top of the three-point line, tries to get it to Malik Monk and Jalen Brown, who's uh, just you know much bigger and, and stronger than Malik Monk, was able to force his way uh, and and get the turnover be- because of that. I mean, you know, Dwight Howard should not have thrown that pass, but at the same time, uh, that's you know sort of the trade-off that you're getting with Malik Monk. You're getting uh, hopefully someone that's going to be deadly from beyond the beyond the three-point line, someone that's able to create their own shot, but at the same time. Uh, is going to struggle with certain matchups on defense and uh, with his size offensively as well. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of an extra effort to get him the ball sometimes. Well, the big thing with Monk, I think, in terms of the team defense, his one-on-one defense will need work, obviously, because it's a big jump between NBA defense and college defense. His team defense, though, his ability to get through screen, switch, and everything else, which is the big thing that's going to keep him on the floor. I think is going to be the thing that 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 impressed me the most out of out of him it, more so than the step back was that the fact that he was able to switch on team D the fact that he was able to stay in front of his man in a team concept one on one he's not there yet and I don't think it's fair to expect him to be that be that type of guy year one team defense though I I like what Malik did he's not going to be a net negative on defense no he was no you're you're you know you're totally right there Nada he was uh, in terms of his team defense he was very aware of where he was on the court and what his assignment was I didn't see him get lost too many times on defense he he, he looked comfortable out there but yes it was the, those one-on-one opportunities that you're, you're totally right about that it was one-on-one opportunities where he got switched on to guys uh, that he would not normally guard and wasn't you know wasn't able to really hold his ground and honestly, I don't know if you're going to be able to expect him to do that until he's not able to pack year. on some, not this year, until he's able to yeah. pack on some size. You're going to be dealing with with a trade-off uh, when you get Malik Monk out on the floor. Something that Steve Clifford will never trade off is uh, the, the Hornets' ability to defensive rebound, and they did not do a great job of that tonight. 13 offensive rebounds for the Celtics. Not a great number there. And then, of course, turnover something that Clifford always pays attention to, 19 turnovers for the Charlotte Jeez. Hornets. Again, it's preseason, uh, 10 turnovers, though, for the Celtics. So winning the turnover battle and winning the battle on the board, something uh, that uh, definitely Clifford will hit home after this preseason game. And, you know, they're going to get a few more chances to practice before the regular season. And, uh, of course, they've got uh, several more preseason games uh, to go. First preseason game at home will be October 11th. And uh, then they'll have one more uh, tune-up before 
the regular season gets tipped off on October 8th. All right, final thoughts on this preseason game. Uh, the Hornets losing 94-82 to in Boston to the Celtics. Claire, we'll start with you. Final thoughts. I mean, again, it's the first preseason game. Uh, you know, you can't really get too high or too low on just anyone on this team, to be honest with you. Um, and so whenever you look at these preseason games, you kind of kind of take it as a whole package rather than individual performances. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, neither team really played that well tonight. Uh, but there are definitely some some things that the Hornets can work on and some um, some stuff that, at least moving forward, the coaches now see. And, you know, that's why we do these preseason games as well. David. Exactly. No one got hurt tonight and they've got some film to study against playing against other people, you know, and, and one of the better, one of the best teams in the East. Right. So it was a pretty good atmosphere in there tonight too. I mean, Boston's obviously rightly pumped up for this team. Um, so there was a, a good road atmosphere. So they'll take some things, learn from them and uh, try and pack as much as they can in the rest of these preseason games. But I think that's all you can ask to get out of these games is, come out of it you know with no more injuries right now i think nada's wi-fi may have had the last word for him may start calling him the trap no, oh you are here okay i didn't see you up on the i didn't see you up on the zoom screen all right no i'm, I'm still here uh um, all right you're you're the you've been the trash compactor on this anyone you want to smash uh, before we get no, out no, of here no 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 <laughs> been dry, you've been turning players into little cubes no 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 <laughs> defensively there were some really good things that happened tonight offensively it's going to be a work in progress obviously when you add a guy like Dwight you add a kid like Malik Monk there are going to be things that did kind of that that are going to be works in progress but you have a couple more games you have a couple more weeks of practice I think they're going to be fine there were some disturbing things I saw last night hopefully I'm hopefully I'm just being paranoid all right, my my final word. Well, speaking of work in progress, uh, the these post games are a work in progress. So let us know what you think. Uh, we're we're trying to improve them. Uh, I already see a couple of uh, suggestions down here in the chat. So uh, we'll take a look at those and 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 try to get ready for the regular season here for our live post games. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, for being our patrons, our buzzamaniacs, our members of the nest uh, here on uh, Locked On Hornets live post-game edition. Here's my final thoughts. I took a look at Baines in the shower. He looks like all of Australia. (laughs) He is really put together. He is really Tommy. He's really put together, Tommy. I'm going to just start using that to describe things. That is like all of Australia. Like, like what is that? What I does that mean? I don't. As long as you don't follow it up with "I saw him in the shower," and uh, here's looks my like favorite. all of Australia. Yeah. All right, I'm done with my Boston accent. Thanks so much for watching uh, us here on Locked On Hornets uh, live. We'll be back uh, on. We'll we'll put this up tomorrow, and then we'll be back on Wednesday with more coverage of your Charlotte Hornets for the entire crew here on Locked On Hornets. Go Hornets! Go America! Let's swarm Charlotte. <laughs>